0: Here's a.k.a. Radio Red. (laughs)
1: Radio Red in the house, so happy to be here. It's Monday, I can't believe it's May already. For goodness sake, we're in the fifth month of the year and we just couldn't wait for 2022 and it's actually going pretty well so far. Things are picking up. People are getting back into normal activity. Some of us still wear masks by choice. You don't have to mandate, it's up to you what you wanna do and people are starting to feel healthier and where I am, we're in Pollenville. So it's hard to go outside. But anyway, this is Read My Lips Radio. We're here on Facebook. I want my guests, I haven't introduced you yet, but you've got your names up. Everybody wave hello to Facebook. Read my lips. I talk to interesting people. Creativity is not whether you wore blue on Monday and red on Thursday and you ate oatmeal on Wednesday and you ate cornflakes on Saturday. Creativity is how you live your life. It's your approach. It's what you do that's unique to you, it doesn't matter what your profession is, you can still be a creative and you're going to find out we have some surprising careers here on the show today. But before we get going officially, I have to ask my three wonderful guests to please join me. I'm going to say on the count of three, hello, L-L-L, one, two, three, and I want you to join me. Do it from the, from the heart because somebody named LLL is listening, she wants to feel welcome. So one, two, three, hello, hello, hello. l l L. L. Let's do it again. Come on, one more time. Hello, Hello. L, L, L. L. Not bad, Josh. (laughs) Hello to Josh, my engineer. Josh, that was pretty good. I think we were a little louder last week, but I'll let this one go. Thank you very much, ladies. That's lovely, lanky Laura legs, our most loyal listener. That's a whole bunch of L's. She lives in Whitestone, New York, and I've been trying to get her to move to London, but I keep starting this Fake, fictitious GoFundMe account. And because it's fake, I haven't raised any money, but I'm hoping one day we can get her to move to London. So we got to pay for it. We'll figure out a way. I don't know, fictitious. Maybe a a virtual bake sale. We'll do something for her. (laughs) So welcome to my three guests. Let me tell you a little bit about who they are. Then I'm going to give you some of our setup on what the day of the year is here. But in a few minutes, you'll be hearing from entrepreneur Batul Ajlani. And she has an interesting spelling to her name, and we'll spell it later. She wrote a book called Ditching success, question mark, a career ventured? A Life Regain. Now, if you think about that, that's a packed title. Very well done, Batul. And she, she wrote it after burnout in her career led to ditch, she ditched her dream career. And people are probably saying, what, are you crazy? She'll explain. Still trying to find herself. And that's why she's here tonight. We have therapist and mediator, Dr. Lynn Steinberg. Hello, Lynn. You can wave hello. She's the author of You're Not Crazy, Overcoming Parent and Child Alienation. Serious topic. She has an approach to it that's creative, Dr. Lynn, welcome. And rounding out our panel today, we have civil rights attorney and publisher Ellie Sheffy, spells her last name, S-H-E-F-I. She's the host of Free by Design, which is trademark television, and You Are Not Your Scars podcast. So we're calling this episode, Read My Lips, Unexpected Creativity for moving forward. I thought that was interesting for the three of you, your backgrounds, what you write about, what you do professionally, how you're tackling your own issues in your own life and helping other people. So moving forward. Now, let me just tell everybody, it is May 2nd, as I said. And let's see, it's 122nd day in 2022 of the Gregorian <laughs> calendar. I always do a shout out to Greg Gregory or Grego, whatever his mommy called him, because we still use his calendar. So he's very important to us. It's also, let's see, we have 243 days left in the year if that means anything to anybody um it's the 18th monday in the year and that i'm the only one that matters too it's the month of taurus and a taurus anybody taurus any taurus birthdays here nope i'm a libra what what are you ellie what what are sign are, 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 are you i am half cancer half leo oh interesting dr lynn what sign are you aquarius oh i'm gonna burst out but not in singing age of aquarius but tool what sign are you just like you, I'm a Libra. Libra, okay, uh, fair and fair and balanced. I've never been called that, so we won't. we'll leave no no political on the show. So a Taurus, just for the information, thrives on loyalty, stability, commitment, and intimacy in a relationship. They're most compatible with. We don't have any. Oh, we have sort of somebody here: a Pisces, a Cancer, a Virgo, and a Capricorn. There you go. And I just have to tell you, does anybody remember? Mash the film and Sally Kellerman, remember, and she played yeah. Hot Lips Hoolihan. Well, she wrote a memoir in 2013. It's called *Read My Lips*. <laughs> ah, Stories of a Hollywood Life, and she's the late MASH film actress. She described wanting to be a performer from the time she was a skinny little kid growing up in Granada Hills in the San Fernando Valley. She says, I must have come out of the womb singing and acting. I found an interesting article about her her autobiography there, her memoir. So let's go around the table now, and let's welcome my guests First up, I would like to welcome Batool Aslouni, and I'm going to spell your last name, A.J., L O U N I first name Batul B A T O U L Batul I'm putting you on full screen speaker view I warned you about this would you please tell us a little bit about who you are your background and your book Ditching Success question <laughs> mark I liked the question mark because it gets the reader involved in in action a response to why did you put a question mark very few books have question mark in the title so Batul go ahead and welcome <laughs> Hey. So,
2: so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Red. It's uh it's a long journey that I had in my life. I am an architect, believe it or not. Started out as an architect. Uh, 2 years into it, I worked as an architect and then I found out it wasn't challenging enough for me. So, I an opportunity just, you know, came up uh, of a few, with a few friends, a few colleagues who wanted to uh, start their own company, uh, they asked if I was interested to join, and I was interested to join. The strange thing was, it was it had absolutely nothing to do with architecture. It was uh, computer graphics and animation, which at that time we were talking, 1989. It was the first professional computer computer graphics and animation company in the Middle East. So. That was a good challenge for me. I liked it and I joined and we started the company a few years later. It got acquired by uh, an IT company and then I, I went with a package and I started handling their business development for the whole group and I helped take that company from um, a smaller company into a multinational uh, corporation with offices in so many countries including the US in Silicon Valley uh, and then I got burnt <laughs> burnt out and so I had no choice but to ditch my career at the very height of it like you said uh, because I didn't even realize what was going on in my life uh, and how bad burnout was really affecting me until it was too late for me to do anything, but let it all go. It was a very tough time at that point. But as hard as it was, it actually took me to that journey of self discovery that I that that really brought me to where I am today. And uh, I am so thankful for having to go through this. Uh, I decided to write my book, Ditching Success for the sole reason at the beginning of having of being able to answer a colleague of mine who asked me a question one day saying how are you today and i could not answer because i was in a state of confusion and i was after i left my job i was happy i was sad i was i was you know i wanted to do so many things in my life yet i didn't want to do anything and it was just all that confusion that i was in so i thought this is a, will be a very good topic for my book, and I started writing it. And the question mark has a very interesting um, story behind it, is because um, I wanted people to really ask themselves and question what success really is and what success I was ditching. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I was successful. Yes, my our company was successful. Uh but what is success and what am i now i don't know where i'm headed i don't know so that's the whole story
1: thank you very much and and you said an interesting word in the beginning batul you were talking about you were an architect and it wasn't challenging enough i haven't heard anybody put the word challenging into a conversation about creativity and we might be able to do that later on in the show but that's an interesting concept in order to be creative, do you need to be challenged? And this goes to most people's definition: is I'm thinking of something nobody else has ever done before—innovation, something new, something brand new, something unique—you uh, know, a unique selling proposition, a USP. Yeah. But but what about the inner part of it—is yeah. being challenged to do that? And it's it's just interesting, the word caught my attention because I, I do this every week and I have three or four people every week. And I've asked all of you to write a statement on what creativity means to you in your life. And I haven't heard anybody say, you, I needed to challenge myself, and I had to get creative. So you brought an, an interesting um, perspective there, Batul. And I don't know if you intended to, but thank you for using that word. Okay, thank you very much. And I was thinking maybe the building wasn't big enough, or she wasn't challenged. Maybe she needed 20 stories instead. Of, she's an architect. We'll talk about that later, Batul. So happy to have you. Here. Thank you for your heartfelt. It, there's so many questions I want to ask you, but this is not a Q and A. So we'll we'll get we'll get into those when we talk about your creativity. Thank you. Very Very much, Dr. Lynn Steinberg. It's time for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Go ahead, Lynn, and welcome.
3: Thank you. I'm Dr. Lynn Steinberg, and I'm an expert in parental alienation. Most people don't know what parental alienation is, and I was an alienated child, and I became an alienated Mm -hmm. mom later in my life, and. About 12 years ago, I went back to the books to try to find out exactly what that was all about. And what it is about is when one parent, when there's a high conflict divorce, turns the children against the other parent and weaponizes the children against the other parent. So the children end up rejecting the other parent, and it's devastating for parents and it's devastating for children too because children need both parents. There's probably 22 million parents in the United States who are affected and this is a worldwide problem. Some countries have laws against it. The U.S. doesn't. And right now we're trying to enact laws that would prevent parental excuse me, parental alienation. So um, I am an expert in court. Um, I go and testify for alienated parents. And um, I give these four-day workshops for alienated parents and children, where I reunite them. We meet probably six to eight hours a day and go over everything that's happened between the children and the parents. And um, at the end of four days, I've had a 100% success rate and the children and parents are reunited. So um, how I have handled this whole issue, because there's not that many people who work on this issue is I've tried to think outside the box in terms Mm -hmm. of how to treat this problem. And it has worked very well because being a psychotherapist for 47 years, I just went with the program. You know, when you see somebody individually, this is what you do according to your orientation. And um, Mm -hmm. when you go to court, this is how you answer questions, and, um, you know, I didn't know anything about changing the law at all. But what I have tried to do is come to this problem with a fresh point of view and deal with the problems that are identifiable. And that way I've managed to make some changes in this issue. Thank you very much,
1: Dr. Lynn. You certainly took, a, a, as you said, it was just something that people, very few people do it. You're an expert, very few people do it. But, but starting the workshop and saying, I'm going to think outside the box, those were your words, I think, um, to say, there's got to be an approach. There's got to be a way, not yes. necessarily a better way. If there was no way, there can't be a better way. You got right, to be better right. than. So this is a fresh start way, basically. And you said, let's get people together. Do you remember the movie years ago? Haley Mills starred as twins, and the movie okay. was called The Parent Trap. Yeah. And the, the theme song, I don't know why, I've never forgotten it. The theme song is, let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have a real good time. And Haley Mills is this kind of gawky, straw haired blonde girl from from UK, and she was playing both sides, and they wanted to get the parents together. So right. very, very interesting. And I, I've never quite forgotten. <laughs> There's a few songs that stick in the brain no matter how try how you try to get rid of them. That's one of them. So thank you very much. Very interesting, Dr. Yeah. Lynn. And we're happy to have you and looking forward to more about your creativity. And let's turn to Ellie Sheffi. Ellie, so happy to have you here. I'm watching you, watching the other two ladies tell their stories. You are so smiling. I, she She's like, wow, I didn't know that. This is great. I'm, I'm enjoying your response and your reaction to them. <laughs> You're, I think you're mirroring mine. I'm thinking of it as a host and what am I going to say next? And you're thinking, wow. So Ellie, thank you already. Ellie, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would
4: you please be so kind as to tell us who you are, what you do and what's creativity to you? Ellie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Ellie Sheffi, as you referenced at the beginning of the show Uh, Today, I am known as a civil rights attorney, a number one international best-selling and award-winning author and publisher, a speaker, a media host myself with a a TV show and a podcast and an expert YouTube series, a consultant, a strategist, a coach, a mentor, uh, a philanthropist. I uh, I have several jobs in order to do all those things, so I am the dean of a law school, the former dean of a school of criminology and criminal justice, the staff attorney to a federal judge, and then I have three companies, two publishing houses, and a nonprofit. So creativity is my life. <laughs> how do you juggle everything? How do you get it all done? Um, as Dr. Lynn said, how do you think outside the boxes? So I absolutely love it. Now, those are some of, of the accolades and what I'm known for now, but that wasn't my journey. That wasn't my whole story. So on the flip side, I'm also an abuse survivor, a rape survivor, a domestic violence survivor. I've lived in hiding. I've been homeless. I've lived in my car. I'm a cancer survivor and a medical miracle who's actually been defying the doctor's death deadlines since 2000. So they first said I'd be dead by Christmas of 2000. Now I am a showbiz kid. I have been singing and dancing and acting and playing violin and playing flute and and doing all the things since I was two. So to answer your question, creativity has been my lifeline. Creativity is where I found freedom and expression when my voice was taken from me, when hope was taken from me, when everything was taken from me. Um, I was always able to find the song in my head. It's so funny that you mentioned Parent Trap because I actually. I love that that movie. And to your point, yes, let's get together. You now, thank you. It'll be in my head for the next week. (laughs) You're you're Um, very welcome. Go ahead, keep talking. (laughs) I'm just I'm so honored to be here with these uh, uh, with yourself and these amazing ladies. Thank you. Um, I love their stories, and I really love seeing women. Uh, come together and and share their stories and share their creativity and and share their um their wisdom and how they've been the ultimate problem solvers, right? To to find the joy, to find the lessons to grow, to build the life that they love. So. Thank you for, for the honor of being here. Ellie, 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 I
1: wrote in the chat to Josh, my engineer. I said, She's a powerhouse. You're going, <laughs> first, you tell us all the awards you've won, all the things you're a dean of this law school form of this, and you have a publishing asset. And then you say, By the way, I lived in a car, I was homeless, I'm a cancer survivor, a medical miracle, I was abused. I was, and I'm saying, What? Well, th- there are no words, but like I picked up a word from Batul, the word uh, challenge. I'm picking up a word from you. Resilience. I think resilience is part of creativity. If you're not resilient, I don't know what the definition is, Ellie Sheffy. I really don't. And Dr. Lynn, I'm picking up from you thinking outside the box. I'm thinking that taking a creative approach, thinking outside the box is something that no one has gone. Let's go Starship Enterprise. Let's go where no man and woman or anybody of any gender in between or outside the box has ever gone before. So finding a way to do something that hasn't been done, being resilient and finding challenges. I think we just redefined creativity. What do you think, ladies? Pretty good? And I, I have to do a full disclaimer to to my listeners, to my viewers. I met these three lovely ladies, all of you at the Publicity Summit. You know I'm an attendee a couple times. It used to be twice a year in New York, and now it's three or four times on Virtual Summit. Steve Harrison and I call his merry band of people, um, Nick Suma and Carol and and, and uh, oh, all kinds of people. It, it's a wonderful group of people. And I met all of you, and it was a couple months ago, and the disclaimer disclaimer part is that I don't book people with similar stories. It could have been everybody with an, oh, my God, career choice and, oh, my God, background come together on the show. I just say, when I meet you, three or four people in a room, a virtual room, 15 breakout rooms I attend as a media person one night and with 15 other or 20 other media people all meeting all of you. And I just say, OK, this is the next open date on my show calendar. Are you available? That's it. No, I'll put you in the next week. So this is happenstance. This, that's how i I am creative in my guest list because I don't plan who's going to be on the show. It's not, oh, she's got dark hair and oh, she's got silver hair and she's got blonde hair and she's got, I've got red oh we'll we'll do the we'll do the hair color challenge. No, 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 we don't do that. So I'm trying to say, I'm very happy that you all landed here tonight <laughs> because I sense this feeling of camaraderie. And maybe that's what creativity does. So let's go to the opening quotes. You all sent me a quote, and let's keep it to about two minutes because we have so much to talk about. having such a good time here. Uh, Batool has sent us a quote from the song Bear Necessities, sung by Baloo the Bear, voiced by Phil Harris, the 1967 feature-length animated film adaptation of The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. 1894, 1895. And he was the voice also of Mowgli is a human ch- A lot of a big story. It's a big story. So anyway, here is the line that Batul has selected from this lovely song. Look for the bare. I'm sorry. Look for the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. Batul, how'd you find this line? That's a, a wonderful <laughs> song. There's a lot of lines you could pick. Talk to me. How does this deal with your creativity? Go ahead.
2: Well, first of all, this is, believe it or not, this is one of my most favorite movies. And I watch it over and over and over and over again. I just love it. Uh, it's animated. How much more creative can you get? And you get this whole life-altering, um, sophisticated, yet simple uh, quote or advice from a bear. Right? <laughs> But it's all in the simplicity, uh, the bare necessities, and creativity is in simplicity. Uh, da Vinci said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Uh, it really is, the, the, the hardest thing to do is to create something that is simple, but serves a purpose. And creativity is all about that, regardless of where you do it, what you do it, what you apply it for. Uh, it is actually a science and an art combined together. That's the way I see it. And as an architect, I do have the background of architecture, which is art, and engineering, which is science, together. It's really a process, a problem-solving process, and a state of mind. This is what creativity is to me. And the ability to really put them together and, and uh, utilize them, learn how to tap into your state of mind is the practice of creativity. But it's all about making a complex or a difficult challenge, a problem solved with something that is simple. So it's simplicity. And that's the
1: challenge is making something, you're right. Making complex simple. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Love the quote. Appreciate that. Dr. Lynn, Dr. Lynn Steinberg has picked a quote from Kate McAllister, played by the actress Catherine O'Hara, yelling at a Scranton, Pennsylvania ticket agent. The movie is Home Alone, 1990 coming-of-age film. Uh, eight-year-old boy named Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin. When he was a little boy, youngest of five, they torment him, the older brothers and sisters. He says, I wish I didn't have a family. Well, they go off on a vacation to Paris, and they forget to take him. Oh, my goodness. And then they are the robbers and the people knocking on the door and trying to get in and steal everything, and he booby-traps the house, blah, 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 blah. And she figures out that they forgot the kid, the youngest kid. So she's yelling at the ticket agent. Here's the scene. And I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. If it costs me everything I own, if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself, I'm going to get home to my son. How'd I do, Lynn? Was that okay? Yeah,
3: it was excellent. <laughs> thank you.
1: I'm putting myself, I want to do more voiceover work, so I have to put myself into the character. I, good. Oh, thank you, dear. So, tell me, how did you find this? What does this have to do with creativity,
3: Doctor Lynn? Well, I think that the whole issue with parental alienation is finding a way back to one's child, and sometimes that involves going to court. Sometimes it involves trying to use extended family to get back to your child. There's all kinds of different ways. And so when I was told that, you know, family therapy never works, nothing works with these children, I just felt that there's got to be a way. And so this quote resonated with me because she was going to go out on the runway right, and find her way back to her child.
1: And sometimes that's what you got to do, right? Yeah. That's what you got to do. Thank you very much. Let's go to Ellie. Ellie has picked, oh, oh my goodness. Six little words, pack a punch, the movie Dirty Dancing, 1987 American romantic drama, dance film. And we all remember Summer of 1963, baby houseman goes to the Borscht, Borscht, Belt, the, 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 yes, the Borscht Belt, the Catskills, upstate, I, I went with my parents once there too, I was a New York kid. <laughs> parents, Jake and Marjorie and her older sister, Lisa, and she finds out that the whole staff is Ivy Leaguers and they're supposed to serve a staff, but the owner, who's a sarcastic SOB, is saying, you got to be nice to all the daughters and dance with them, even if they're not so pretty, and she finds out and then she falls in love or gets a crush on on the dance instructor and finds out somebody was got pregnant and their boyfriend was going to date somebody else and she helps her father to pay for the never mind we we'll, won't go there but here is the line that she says and she why didn't i have her who she played it's um remind me who played her jennifer gray jennifer gray oh my goodness yes I, I didn't put that in my notes and shame on me here we go nobody puts baby in a corner what a movie. I remember it. I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it over and over again. The memories. I've, I've been a dancer most of my life until recently. And what feelings of the Borscht Belt and that circuit and, and Kutcher's and all of the, the different places, the real places where families went and what happened behind the scenes. Although I was too young for any of that. Talk to me, Ellie. How did you get this? Nobody puts baby. Baby is a capital B. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Go ahead.
4: Well, if for me, it's several things. One, it is that empowerment, that that strength. Um, you know, I touched on it in my background. So I've had my voice taken so many times. I've been put in the proverbial corner so many times. And I love the fact that in that movie, just before that scene, Patrick Swayze had been fired and expelled from the premises and he had to leave and he knew kind of the the situation and here is a character that has been judged from the external nobody nobody except baby got to know him so everybody just looked at him and made assumptions about him they judged him because he was like the motorcycle guy right um They silenced him by telling him he was fired and he had to leave quietly. And if he left quietly, he was still going to get his summer bonus. He desperately needed that money. But then he knew kind of the dynamic that was happening with baby. And he came back, reclaimed his power, came back, used his voice, Stood up to the establishment, stood up to the Ivy Leaguer, stood up to the owner, stood up to her family. And I don't want to say freed her because he didn't free her, but he, he just stood up for her, allowed her to then stand up, take back her power. And then, of course, they go. He he grabs her. They go on stage and they shine. Yes, It's this moment of shining. And so it's so reflective kind of of my journey and as a civil rights attorney and all the companies and all the people that I serve for me, it's all about finding your voice and standing in your power and taking back your power and and showing up in the world as you and being aligned and shining your light and all the things. And so that quote and Mm. that snippet of the movie really encapsulates so much of my journey and who I am and how I help and how I serve. And I think, I mean, it's an iconic line in a movie for a reason, and it's yes. so resonant. Mm-hmm. And to Batula's point, it's so simple. Yep. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yep. Six little words. It's Pack so a punch. simple and yet it represents so much.
1: And by the way, Dirty Dancing premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in 1987. It earned over $214 million worldwide. Think back to the dollar value in 1987. We're talking, thir- that's, we're talking what? 20 and th- we're talking, uh, yeah, we're talking a lot of years ago. 20, uh, let's see, 13, 25, 35, 38 years ago. And listen to this. It was the first film to sell more than 1 million copies for home video.
0: Wow. The first.
1: That's how popular it was. I'm sorry I forgot Jennifer Grey, but Patrick Swayze, he, he left us way too soon, <laughs> but what a, what a hunk. He was the, he was the hunk. He was the, Yeah, he was Johnny. He was the bad boy, but he was actually the good boy. And I remember the scenes where he's teaching her to dance. Didn't he ever cro- walk across a bridge for balance? Yes. And there's one lift, they messed up in the whole thing, but it was just phenomenal. It was just a phenomenal dance routine, yes. And the songs from that movie, I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley, and Jennifer Warrens won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, and a Golden Globe, and a Grammy. Uh, that was quite, and two multi-platinum albums came out of that movie. Ladies, I want to thank you for taking so much care to pick the quotes you've sent me for the show today. I appreciate it. Um, I love, I love the creativity you all use to pick movies, to pick songs that resonate with you, but that tell a story beyond just what the words of the song do. So thank you very much. And now I think just for kicks, let's go do some famous birthdays. And then we'll talk more about creativity. So let's see who's having a birthday today. Oh, my goodness. Anybody remember Engelbert Humperdinck?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Do you know what his real name was? Do you know what his real name was? Worse hey, than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dr. Lynn, that was a good one. It was Arnold George Dorsey. Yeah, in reverse. There you go, and he's called one of the finest middle of the road balladeers around. Okay, he's 86 years old today. Oh my ha- gosh! I know. Happy birthday, Engelbert. Yes, I wonder if they wow. call him Engel. Somebody you've all heard of. I didn't really follow her career, but she's quite something. Bianca Jagger is having a birthday today. She's 76 years old. Not only was she Mick Jagger's wife from the Rolling Stones from 71 to 78, she is a social, Ellie, I don't know if you know this, she is a social and human rights advocate, former actress. She is the Council of Europe Goodwill Ambassador, the founder and chair of the Bianca Jagger Human Rights Foundation. Interesting woman of the world, Bianca Jagger. One of my favorite actresses is 70 today. It's Christine Baranski. Is she wonderful or what? I follow her in The Good Wife, in The Good Fight. There's something just magical about her. She was in the sitcom Sybil, Remember with Sybil Shepard way back in the day. Yes, yeah, she was in that. Happy birthday, Christine Baranski. Elegant, elegant lady. I didn't know she's a comedian and a singer too. Okay. 15-time Primetime Emmy Award nominee, and she won in 95 for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series in Sybil. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's 50 today. How about that? He was uh, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time before he decided to be an actor. Isn't that an interesting? Maybe you just didn't want to get beat up on or beat people up. Um, David Beckham. Oh, of course, married to Posh Spice. David Beckham, OBE, former football professional footballer, English, current president and owner, a co owner of Inter Miami CF and the co owner of Salford City. There you go. Happy birthday, David Beckham. I found a fitness trainer. I've never heard of his name, but he's 44 years old. His name is Sean S H A U N T initial T he specializes in home fitness programs for adults and children that include these, these titles ladies you'll get a kick at us one is hip-hop abs I have that one is ins- insanity <laughs> one is the letter T 25 one is size C-I-Z-E and one is let's get up I thought that was cool. And today, (laughs) in memoriam, and I don't do too many of these, it's the birthday of Leslie Gore. It's my party and I'll cry. Leslie Gore and I share in common that we both attended Sarah Lawrence College, which was all girls back in the day. Bronxville, New York, very elite, one of the most expensive schools in the United States. And my dad didn't know any better. And he paid by check every quarter. He just wrote them a check. He was a doctor, not a well-to-do doctor, but he said, well, they billed me. I'll pay him. He didn't think about loans and all that stuff and paid me on top. He just paid him. Anyway, I ran into Leslie Gore in the bookstore, uh, Barbara Walters also went there. Um, let's see, uh, who else? Uh, Yoko Ono went there back in the day. I was I was way younger than them, but anyway, I saw Leslie Gore in the bookstore, and that was quite. A thrill. I did a uh, You Don't Own Me, her independent song. I made a music video with friends who had a band on Long Island and I threw a fake ring into the water. We were at somebody's house that was on the beach and we had a dock and I threw the ring, You Don't Own Me. And then we went to my TV studio where I had an access show and we turned the studio into a gymnasium. And we had everybody dancing. People brought their wives. They brought their daughters. We had a whole bunch of people pretending to be teenagers at a school dance. And I was dancing with this guy over his shoulder and winking at the other man thinking, you don't know me. My voice was so (laughs) bad, they had overdubbed from another woman they work with. over. But we made a music video. I don't have a copy. Don't ask me. So that's that for famous birthdays. Let's do a couple of YouTube birthdays. There's a, a gentleman named Tyler Ventura, but his YouTube name is Mr. Nightmare. Oh, my good! I know, Lynn is Dr. Lynn saying therapy. Uh, His YouTube channel only has 5 million subscribers, Lynn. Just more than 5 million. His uh, video, Three Creepy True School Lockdown Stories, has 25 million views in the past seven years. Okay. And then we have a lovely young lady whose name is Soda Pets, P-E-T-S. She's 21 years old. Her real name is Hazel. She'll only give out her real name. She is a pony tuber. Because, well, she was originally called Yum, Y-U-M Soda. She specializes in My Little Pony on YouTube. The series, the skits, um, let's see, comedy, toys. And she focuses on animation and her pets. And she calls her subscribers Soda Warriors. I had to tell you that. We have some TikTok stars. We have somebody named Phil Soda, no relation. We have Pete Monzingo. And Pete Monzingo makes fun of his mom. I think his mom is a little person. He makes fun of her wearing the same makeup, and his videos get over a million views of him wearing the same, don't even go there. Then we have a a TikTok broadcaster, a content creator, whose name is Janky Lanky TV. His real name is boring. It's Caleb Lancaster. It's a nice name, actually. He's 22, and he plays the quiz games, Family Feud, and Go Guesser on his account. He only has, you ready for this? Dr. Lynn? are you sitting down? He only has 18 million likes on his videos. 18 million 18 million and then we have a rapper named bam bam whose birthday today he's 25 he's a thai rapper and singer in south korea and he's a member of the boy band got seven so Mm -hmm. i had to do that i had to tell you all that i'm just going to quickly go through some holidays it's a month of may it's a month of salsa the month of the mediterranean diet the month of strawberries hamburgers you can eat them in the same meal inventors month Salad month, correct posture, everybody sit up straight. Come on, ladies, sit up straight. Correct posture month, it's creative beginnings month. It's the month of the egg. I don't know why, Passover was last month. It's gifts from the garden month. It's barbecue month and blood pressure month. If you have a barbecue, does that do anything to your blood pressure? hamburger, but anyway, and it's international civility awareness month. There you go, Ellie, that's for you. Now today is international Harry Potter day, chocolate souffle, chocolate truffle day. I got souffle on my mind. Screen free week, not going to happen. Children's book week. And Ellie reminded me today, tonight is the Met Gala. How did I do Ellie? Is that okay? The gala
4: marvelous darling
1: thank you darling okay we got that one (laughs) tomorrow is national lumpy rug day you might have a rug that you wash too many times and then be careful don't fall in or a rug that just has stuff hiding underneath it whatever it is is lumpy rug day it's to wear two different colored shoes day uh i only wear black shoes so it would be hard to (laughs) tell the difference it's garden meditation day does anybody have a garden they can meditate in no I, my rose bushes are all one, one day we're 26 degrees at night. And the next day I've got 10 rose bushes in the front and they're all bloomed all in bloom the next day after the, I don't get it. The, The gardens are going crazy here in North Carolina. Anyway, I might go out and what I did with the leftover matzah after Passover, I bought gluten free never again. And I crumbled it up and put it in what should be the bird bath. this beautiful stained glass thing I have, this artsy, artsy thing in the garden. I crumbled it up and put it there and the robins are enjoying it. So we have kosher robins now. Anyway, they're meditating in my garden. It's National Chocolate Custard Day and it's James Brown's birthday. Happy birthday in memoriam, James Brown. Wednesday is National Candied Orange Peel Day. Does anybody use or... I, I, I know, don't look at me. I didn't make this up. It's also National Orange Juice Day. It's Weather Observers Day and da-da-da-da-da, it's Star Wars Day. The first film was released in 1977 and changed Hollywood forever. We'll leave it there. And it's Audrey Hepburn's birthday. And an elegant lady. Audrey Hepburn, yes. Thursday, Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. It's World Password Day. I think you're supposed to change yours. It's National Hoagie Day. Does anybody know what a hoagie is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're talking a sub, a grinder, and a hero. Yes, not a man, a a sandwich. It's Cartoonist Day and it's National Astronaut Day because in 2016, which was <clears throat> six years ago, this Thursday, Alan Shepard was the first American to go to space. There you go. So it's Astronaut Day. Friday is National No Pants Day. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies. I, it's easier for us than it is for guys. But you know, since people are still people are still working hybrid jobs where they're from home, I guess you could. They didn't say which layer of pants. I know. Pants were discovered by archaeologists in wool. They were made in wool in Western China 3,000 years ago. Wow. I didn't. See, that's why I keep this crazy national calendar. If you go to the national calendar and you click on an event, you don't understand. It gives you the history. It's also National Beverage Day. And Friday is also International No Diet Day. Well, I'm not dieting on Thursday either. Saturday (laughs) is Roast Leg of Lamb Day. I don't eat red meat. It's Home Brew Day. Is anybody on the panel doing a home brew? No, no homebrew. Lynn, what's Dr. Lynn? What's in that cup? No homebrew there, lady. Water. <laughs> Water? OK, <laughs> well, that's a homebrew. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's also National Scrapbook Day, Beer Pong Day. I'm not even going to go there. And it's free comic book day. DC Comics, Marvel Comics and Dark Horse Comics make free comics available at over 2000 stores across the United States. I didn't know that. And guess what this Saturday is? Kentucky Derby Day. Did you know anybody want to take a guess? The rose garland that goes around the neck of the winning horse. You want to take a guess how much it weighs? Twenty-five pounds. More. Good, good starting guess though. Ellie, go ahead. Dr. Lynn, how much does it weigh?
3: One hundred and twenty-five. No, 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 no,
1: no. <laughs> the horse would be dead. No. Well, they, the rider. As long as the rider's not on, I guess. But Tool, any idea how many pounds it know. weighs? 45? <laughs> 40 pounds, just about 40 pounds. So the race winners get a trophy prize money and a garland of roses. It started 147 years ago, and it's called the two most ex- the most exciting two minutes in sports. That's what the Kentucky do, because that's all the time it takes to run the race. And Sunday is National Have a Coke Day. I'd like to teach the world to sing. and pray. That was the Hilltop Coke song. Remember, that was the last scene mm-hmm. of Mad Men as well. I I buzzed that. What did I do? I binged that in seven weeks one summer. Oh, my God. All of the years of it. I I didn't know this, but it began. Coca-Cola began more than 125 years ago, excuse me, as a cocaine-fueled medicinal elixir. Did you know that, Patul? I
2: did.
1: I I, I didn't know that. Eventually morphed into the non-narcotic soda of choice, for the baby boomers in the 60s. And they still call Coke. They brought it to butlers and, and places all over the world. They call it commercial diplomacy. Okay. It's also National Coconut Cream Pie Day. It's Mother's Day on Sunday. My kids are coming. Yay. And it's National Women's Health Week. And next Monday, I'll be on the air again in the evening. So you can celebrate these holidays. It's Alphabet Magnet Day, created by the typeset Company. It's Butterscotch Brownie Day, Lost Sock Memorial Day. Seriously, you know, the socks that go in the dryer that don't you come don't out, know. you know, they're they they they're all meeting on the corner somewhere tonight. Ellie, we got we to gotta do something about that. Yeah, well, you got all the memorial. It's National Moscato Day. That's the dessert wine that tastes peachy, orangey, and nectarini. It's National Sleepover Day, and it's Billy Joel's birthday. So that's all I have for the holidays. Thank you for indulging the silliness. Let's do a couple of creativity. Uh, Batul, you already said creativity is art and science combined, so I've got that. And let me just read your statement number four. I'll do one from each of you. Batool says, the trick is to free your mind from limitations, find your creative zone. I want to know about that and learn how to tap into it whenever the need arises. So we'll call this creativity on call. I like that, Batool. Batool, take uh, about two minutes for this. I want to make sure we have time for everyone. Go ahead. Well,
2: it's, it's I, I think creativity is something where you can practice um, until, until you can really get it Whenever you need to. Now, it, it, it's 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 easier said than done. My point is, we're all creative by nature. Humans are creative by nature. Otherwise, we wouldn't be where we are today with all the technology and everything. Um, the The question is to really free your mind from from limitate, limitations. Uh, the sky's the limit when it comes to to creativity. Uh, uh, you have to think, as, as, as Dr. Lin said, outside the box to, to get to what you want. But being in the zone is the way to get to your creative zone. That's I mean, what is it that you as a person need to be, need to do, the, the environment you're in, the state of mind you're in, to be creative? And it's different from one person to another, but you got to tap into that. you got to know it and then start tapping into that to get to your creative zone whenever needed. And the more you practice, the more you're able to really uh, uh, bring it up on demand.
1: It's a repl- replicatable skill. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's the science. Very, very interesting. Let's go to Lynn. I'm going to pick one specific for what you do. I think this was interesting. You say for the courts gathering all the information and writing it succinctly so the judge will read it. That's a definition of creativity. Lynn, Dr. Lynn, a minute and a half, two minutes. Go
3: ahead. Well, can I just talk about something else like finding a way to make things work? Sure. I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. And I remember there was this cartoon when um, Zimbabwe Airlines came into being where they, it was a fairly small plane. And so they used to strap the luggage on the top of the plane. And I always I always thought about that. And they'd use those, you know, suitcase straps to make sure it was tightly wrapped onto the top. And I always thought about that, you know, in terms of where there's a will, there's a way. And in terms of the courts, I, sort of Mm -hmm. studied the judges, you know, and realized they knew nothing about the case so that if I wanted to get somewhere with them, then I would have to make it short and sweet and get it as something that they would read as opposed to just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 120 pages. Well, I'm not going to read that. So um, I worked out a method and, templates for people to merely fill in for a judge's order and um, the story that they wanted the court to hear. And I write an expert brief about that, about what parental alienation is mm-hmm. and how it affects children. Dr. Lynn, you just described
1: everything we've been talking about <laughs> in terms of seeing an issue, seeing a problem, seeing a gap right? Hasn't been done. How do you do it? You know what the goal is to get the judge to read the damn brief. You know that they don't have the time. You know that they're busy or they just don't feel like it because they're reading briefs all day long. How do you end run that problem with the information you need for your clients to get the goal done? How do you get that ball over the net or into the goal if it's hockey? Interesting. That was, and and, Batula, that goes with your comment about the art and the science, right? Yeah, the science. That's the art Understood. and the science of getting something done. And I noticed also, uh, Dr. Lynn, you had a statement working together with others to achieve a common goal. In this case, you were working with your clients, but you are also working with the judges, even though the judges didn't know it at the time. <laughs> By sure. developing your template, you said, "We want to work with the judges, and we're just going to do this so that they will work with us, even though they weren't directly part of the process." I like that. Thank you very much, Ellie. I'm looking at your statements. Let's see what we're gonna pick here, a good one here um, 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 um uh, let's talk about your publishing houses i want i want a little bit more about that you say continue with creativity being the language of the soul i started this is ellie sheffy talking i started two publishing houses specifically To provide people with a platform to share their voice their message their story with the world in an authentic and and empowered way we're on the empowerment channel ellie uh two minutes go ahead how do you start a publishing house dear and i I have to ask you a question ellie yes do you ever sleep
4: yes from 11 to 7. (laughs) that's more sleep than i get 11 to seven. You can't sacrifice your sleep. And then uh, I'm not tired. I, I have
1: to stay up for the new wordle at midnight because my <laughs> friend Pat and I exchanged the little graph of how many words we solved it. In. so I got to stay up to at least 12, 15. Okay. Ellie, talk to me about that creativity statement. Then we're going to call it up. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. So for uh, my publishing houses, I started it again because my voice has been taken so many times and One of the things that is absolutely fundamental to my soul is to give people a platform to be seen and to be heard and to share their story. I am a firm, firm believer that every single person has a gift. Every single person has a message. Every single person has experienced something that can be used as an example to help somebody else if they're willing to step into their bravery, step into their courage, and share their story. And so many people get overwhelmed by the process. And, you know, any of you in in creative art, you can relate. You know how, oh, well, I got to learn that dance. Oh, it seems so complicated. What am I going to do? And then you need to process, right? There's a choreographer, you learn an eight count, you learn the second eight count, you break it down into chunks, to Batool's point earlier about simplicity. And so I thought, what if I could create a, a quality, empathetic, present platform and company where we can help you get your story out into the world the way that you want it from your soul so that you can express your message whatever that might be, there's so much power and healing and empowerment that comes from using your voice, from sharing your story, from sharing your message. And I like to say that writing your story can transform you, but sharing your story can transform the world, sharing that art, sharing that gift, sharing that message. And so I started my publishing house during covid Because so many people now were being isolated. All of their outlets, their routines, their support systems, their coping systems, the things that brought them joy, going dancing, going to a concert, going to a a Broadway show or a production, going to an art gallery, all of a sudden, with no warning, all of those things got shut down. People couldn't go gather with their girlfriends. They couldn't go have these laughs and these experiences. So it was important to me to create that
1: vehicle. And Thank you. And, and Ellie, what kinds of authors do you go after or do you attract or who comes to you? Just quickly, what are the genres of the books you're publishing, if I may ask? They're
4: usually nonfiction. Uh, they tend to be uh, women who have overcome some things and who really want to share their stories or entrepreneurs who want to share their business or the lessons they've learned along the way. Thank you very much, ladies. I appreciate all of you. Let's quickly
1: give a website because I have to do my closing in a minute. So, Batul, let's start with you. Where would you like people to go to find out more about you?
2: Well, uh, my website is called uh, author.com. It's B-A-T-O-U-L-A-J-L-O-U-N-I, author.com. That's information about me and about my book and my book's available on uh, Amazon as well, Ditching Success. Uh, people can get it there on uh, Kindle, in Kindle, or in print form. Thank you. And I'm going to give your
1: website again. It's Batul Ajlouni, author, B-A-T-O-U-L-A-J-L-O-U-N-I-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Thank you very much. Dr. Lynn Steinberg, where would you like people to go to find out more about you?
3: My website is lynnsteinberg.com. And you can order my book from my website or be on my email list. And it's also available on Amazon. And it's called You're Not Crazy, Overcoming Parent-Child's
1: Alienation. And not is all in red and italics with a line underneath. You are not crazy. That's, that's how I right. would say it. There, you are not crazy. And that's dot <laughs> com. Thank yes. you.
4: Ellie Sheffy. where do you want people to go? Connect with me on social media, Ellie Sheffy, across all platforms, or head to my website, which is elliesheffy.com.
1: E-L-L-I-E-S-H-E-F-I. That's one F. E-L-L-I-E-S-H-E-F-I.com. Correct? That's correct. There you go. Ladies, I appreciate you. Let's all on the count of three say thank you to Josh, my engineer, and then I'll close. One, two, three. One, two, three. thank you josh Josh. there you go he likes to be appreciated i don't blame him so here's my closing listen up life is short break the rules forgive quickly kiss slowly trust me it's the only way love truly laugh uncontrollably everybody laugh (laughs) see don't you feel better now and never regret anything that made you smile and finally work like you don't need the money because even if you do. Chances are everybody else does or they don't care. So just buck up and do your job and get on with it. Dance like no one's watching, but everybody used to watch when I was teaching dancing and dancing, yes. sing, And I bet, Ellie, you too. Sing like nobody's listening. I really didn't sing much on the show today, which is a good thing. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have been hurt. So get over it. Get over yourself. Let your heart regenerate, regrow, find new ways to love and love yourself first. It's true. Work on yourself. Okay. And here's my final. Money Talks chocolate sings oh yes and last but not least and i stole this line from somebody thank you for turning me on everybody wave goodbye to facebook (laughs) bye don't go away yes i want to chat with you afterwards thank you john
0: thanks again for tuning in to read my lips radio presented by the voice america variety channel tweet your questions and comments to at radio red 777 join host aka radio red again next monday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern on the voice america empowerment channel we wish you a positively cool creative week